and welcome to the back page of Video Games Podcast. I'm Samuel Roberts, and I'm joined as ever by Matthew Castle. Hello. Matthew, I'm starting to say that so fast, I wonder if it's even comprehensible at this point. I should really try and slow down, shouldn't I? We're back in Games Court. For those new to the show, how would you describe what Games Court is for people? People who have bought pre-owned games... Uh, put them before the judge of Games Court, who in this case is me, Judge Matthew Castle, and I decide if those games were worthy purchases. Please don't come to this episode expecting any great deep analysis of like the pre-owned market. Basically, a lot of it's done on a whim. <laughs> um, it's just a bit of fun. <laughs> Yeah, basically. I do like the idea of like, because um, I think that the, the pre-owned uh, games market is like a real thing that rises and falls. And yeah, um, I see a lot of people talking about how they're pre- they're like doomsday prepping for when the 3DS store closes, basically. And they're like, right, what should I grab before I barricade myself underground with my family kind of thing? Um, and I sort of, yeah, uh, that- I sort of do understand. But yeah, that's not our stalk. No, there's definitely like a very granular podcast to be made about that. But this isn't that podcast. I just want to be very, very clear about that up front. Yep, this is very compromised. This is very silly. Um, this is like one of those episodes that I think it's real love or hate games court, isn't it? It's not like I feel like we get a mix. We either get one of those two responses. We don't tend to get like people who are like, you know what? Games court's fine. I'm, I'm okay with games court. People are like, oh, I fucking love games court. Or those are the ones where I tend to skip the podcast. And I'm yeah. like, I understand, you know, I get it. It's like this podcast strand, unlike some of our others, has a layer of law to it. So games court's a format we came up with when I, during the pandemic, had bought loads and loads of DS games um, because there was nothing else to do because you couldn't go to restaurants, etc. Um it was buried in a podcast that, for some reason, has us talking about the idea of those two DS Pokemon games being remade by Nintendo for about twenty-five minutes, and then, and then, like, then it turns into Games Court. Really confusing early podcast <laughs> times for us. Um, since then, the, the law has grown. I have been the judge a couple of times. Uh, Matthew has been the judge, and in each case, we always put the listeners to death when found guilty of bad taste, basically, or they've mm. paid too much for a game in some kind of novel way. So. In the past, this has included Michael Cray, uh, Michael Kane drowning people, um, like uh, like in the Prestige, where you get put in a glass box, basically, and it closes, <laughs> and they drown, and Michael Kane watches you and goes, "Oh no, that's like a famous one." Um, there's the um, pulping machine um, from Hitman Three, where listeners get turned into wine. Um, that was a particularly good. Well, Matthew's really good at coming up with these. I don't even remember what my last one was. I think it was one where you got trapped inside PlayStation Home of mine. That I was quite proud of. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. all right. Um, so yeah. Yes. Um, first up, Matthew, I was going to basically touch on my Games Court purchases. I've made about like six or seven eligible ones to do a Games Court where I once again go on trial, but I haven't quite got the material yet. So, um, okay. But the listeners are absolutely up for it. We've had upwards of 25 entries or something. Wow. Well, two, two of those didn't have any prices and therefore were ineligible for the, the Games Court format. They were basically just descriptions of situations that happened once. Um, <laughs> good. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Um, we have had lots of good ones. So um, I think this might be one of our best listener Games Courts yet. But w- okay. will it will it be funny? I mean, it's a Monday night. I mean, that's the part. Oh, yeah. that Behind the scenes, that's the bit where the most precarious on, isn't it? <laughs> Monday night and it's January. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've I've just drunk a glass of incredibly sugary Fentiman's cola um to try and you know jazz myself up so 
yeah there's no hope for me um i've got to go to the gym after this so i'm just fucking devastated about that frankly my legs like i walk like my granddad uh, when he was 60 um chasing after me in sherwood forest and not really lifting his legs above the ground that's where my legs are currently at so you know it's tough in here man it's tough in here get chased around sherwood forest makes you sound like some young robin hood (laughs) i fantasize about such things there's like a tree there they point out and go that's the tree Robin Hood lived in. It's like, I very much doubt that he lived in that tree. <laughs> he didn't live in a tree. Well, that's, that's what they told me. Well, My grandparents real. told me. Well, that's it. I think, like, maybe they were they were trying to refer to the Fox version, the Disney version. Um, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, surely he'd just live in a house, wouldn't he? It's not like he was in prehistoric times or something. He wouldn't try and live mm. inside a tree. Very confusing. Anyway, so Games Court. Matthew, can we recap the Games Court lore to date so people know where we're at timeline-wise? So, um, this, like... I think like it's fair to say that most of these have taken place on a fictional North Korean-esque island known as Matthew Castle Island, where um, time is banned on that island. Um, do you want to take it from there, Matthew? Is there anything else to know about the, the law of Games Court at this point? You've really covered most of the important basics, um, <laughs> or at least the ones that I can remember, that yes, time is banned, I'm a dictator... I'm, to be honest, I'm not really compiling a wiki of this stuff, um, but I think those that's the really important stuff. I think so, yeah. It's basically it's just an like, island. There Matthew, is no time. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew plays a comical judge figure, and then... You're not allowed so, to use the internet. Um, oh, oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's kind of bleak, but, you know, fought without being too, like, real-world bleak, it's still fun. Yeah, that's it. But um, yeah, none of this has stood in the way of uh, Matthew's relationship with Kim Jong Un, which is like they're they're best buds. They're having a great time, frankly, and I wish them well. So that's good. Um, so so Matthew, every time we do Games Court, the courtroom is filled with colourful figures to try and set the scene. Um, you know, other people mm. who are there, like kind of like a fake jury. We we sometimes call it the jury, but really there is no jury because you just no there's no jury system here it's it's like a mad dictatorship so it makes no sense whatsoever but anyway yeah um so we've got in the courtroom well we've got uh we've got eugene knackers here (laughs) oh okay all right uh he saw amnesty on matthew castle island (laughs) so yeah he's left japan he's living here very true to character when he was standing in the queue to cross the border he was huffing and puffing the whole time because he was annoyed at the how slow the queue was moving. Weird, none of this was covered in the Bloomberg article, but um, yeah, <laughs> continue. Yeah, so he's here. Yeah. Uh, that's real world flesh and blood, Eugene Macker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've got, as always, we've got PS1 Hagrid. <laughs> right, yeah. The legend. Uh, but we're also joined uh, by a PS2 Hagrid. <laughs> right, uh, slightly better those tie-in games. Also a Lego Hagrid. Oh, okay, interesting. A lot of Hagrids here. Big. All the Hagrids. Um, I thought there might be a next-gen Hagrid, but apparently that, that uh, cursed Harry Potter game uh, is set in the past, so Hagrid is dead. Well, he's not dead, he's not born. <laughs> Hagrid never reached HD. Oh, no, he did reach HD, but he didn't reach 4K. You know, there's no yeah, 4K Hagrid. So I'm for, I really wanted 4K Hagrid to be in here, because I think the juxtaposition of PS1 Hagrid and 4K Hagrid <laughs> would be truly astonishing. <laughs> yep, very good. Um, uh, we've got... Um, uh, running court radio, which is a new thing I'm implementing. I've got <laughs> DJ Atomica from Burnout. Right, nice. I really did think it was going to be Yuji Naka and four Hagrids, and that was going to be it. Like, it's oh my, no, it's I've, my, got, I've got okay. loads of bullshit. Oh, okay, great, keep going. <laughs> 
Uh, I got that big baby that chases you around House Beneviento <laughs> in Resident Evil Village. Does he? Is he going to chase the listeners around the courtroom? No, he's just going to like scream, make general noises. It's quite unpleasant. Jesus, um, yeah, not good. Bad we may ones. have him pushed out. Uh, I've got Doctor Carol, the floating talking laptop from Perfect Dark. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, great, good. Um, um, but you can't access the internet on Dr. Carol. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> right, okay, good. Not a video game character, but I've got that half of Mr. Blobby I saw at that theme park. <laughs> Is the other half like a bloke having a cigarette? Well, that's the half I've got. I've got I've got Mr. Blobby's legs have it, and a man having a cigarette. <laughs> okay, great, very good, yeah, excellent. So everyone can enjoy that. I've got the amazing AI alien from Alien Isolation. Oh, God. So that's pretty fun. That's but like... I've also got the really bad AI alien from Alien Colonial Marines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, the contrast there. Again, like you've got a, a variety of Hagrids and a variety of aliens. Very oh, good. yeah. It's good to have multiple Hagrids and multiple aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got Mario, but he's Mario from Mario Galaxy's level where he's chased by cosmic clones. So every five seconds he spawns another Mario in his wake. Jesus Christ. That's like, that again, we're getting into prestige style territory here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to be drowning the Mario clones. <laughs> okay. And finally, as is tradition, uh, Johnny Sasaki shitting in a barrel. That's good. I think that was always in my courtroom, so I'm pleased to see him here. That's good. Oh, um, yeah, he's here. Yeah, okay, um, so, yeah, I mean, whether I'll remember any of those or have absolutely anything to say about any of them, I have no idea. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, very happy to hear that. That's uh, That's good. <laughs> Matthew, just one sec. I can hear some audio playing in the background. I think it might be my headphones or something. Just going to make sure it's turned on. Okay, all sorted. I've located yeah, disturbance. I'd have been worried to have lost that gold. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they'll hear the gold, but they'll weirdly hear um, our last Excel episode in the background. So, Oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, we have to charge people for it. Got to give them free Excel access. We'll send them a bill for £4.50 afterwards. That'd be good. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's who we've got. Okay, great. So, um, Matthew, there's always, as mentioned, a novel way these defendants get put to death when found guilty. How will they die this time? Um, for for this uh, this year's uh, executions, I say years. I, I I don't believe in them like that concept, so that's mad. But in this episode's um, executions, I'm pulling inspiration uh, from all the ways you could kill the Sims in the original Sims. Right. Okay. So we'll be putting them in a swimming pool and then selling the ladder. Locking them in a room with a dangerous oven. Locking them in a room with a dangerous malfunctioning TV. Basically, lots of locking people in a room with things which will eventually kill them. Yeah, okay, good. They'll, they'll all have to marry each other, then be electrocuted in a swimming pool. I, I look forward <laughs> to that. Should be good. Um, <laughs> excellent. Right, okay, cool. So, I've got, I've prepped, I'm the, uh, oh, I should probably point out that I'm the lawyer in this situation. I am here, <laughs> I've been appointed to defend them. A kind of, like, corrupt Jimmy Begill-style figure, but without the charm. And without the possibility of redemption. That's me. That, that's me, basically. Um, so I've prepared an opening speech here just to set the scene. So, um, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen of the court, welcome back to Matthew Castle Island or whatever sick domain we happen to find ourselves in this time. That was before I was. I confirmed this was also set on Matthew Castle Island. That <laughs> noise you hear in the background isn't a radio that someone left on. It's an incarcerated Randy Newman crooning from inside Judge Castle's jungle compound. <laughs> Today we're here to put more young men and women on trial for dubious pre-owned purchases. But once again, I ask, how can we question the judgement of a man who built his personal brand on a feud with Yuji Naka, then bought a Sega Mega Drive Mini and Sonic Frontiers in the same 30-day period? Sorry, excuse myself, I forgot that days are banned here. A period in which Naka himself was arrested. I suspect foul play. This is a man who's only submitted his CV once in his entire life, 
to WarioWare Inc., which he later learned isn't a real company. <laughs> this is a man who just two days ago told me he experiences vision quests anytime he, anytime he eats an Il Padrino pizza at Pizza Express. <laughs> what he knows about justice wouldn't fill Johnny Sasaki's barrel full of shit. Thank you, Your Honor. Oh, wow. Wonderful. And we were so on the same page with our references. <laughs> yeah, we really were. The WarioWare Ink one was a weird one. I came up with that at lunchtime and started, um, wrote it down. I've got to say that I think that one, uh, that could do with a third act, that uh, that speech. It kind of just sort of peters off, but I hope you enjoyed it. Um, it was uh, kind of upsetting because Randy Newman just cancelled his big European tour due to illness. Oh, no, that's not good. So have I joked about something inappropriate? No, like no, this. not at all. But uh, no, it was quite funny because I, I looked at his. Uh, there was a tweet. He, you know, the Randy Newman account, which of course I follow, um, put this thing out, and <laughs> someone quoted it, which was like the number of times this guy's cancelled on me is unreal because he has been cancelling this European tour for about the last five years. Right. Okay. Um, I think it might be that Randy Newman's getting quite old and maybe shouldn't be going around the world, and it's kind of like protect Randy Newman at all costs as the as the youngster. I mean, more plausible is that he's incarcerated in your jungle compound, I think. Like, that's that's more plausible to me. I wish. I'd love to have Randy Newman. God, outside my house, playing endless <laughs> tunes for me from everything except Toy Story. It'd be amazing. The tweet from the official account says, we, we one day hope to relocate um, Randy Newman. And, uh, yeah, and find save a safe him. and sound. Yeah, exactly. Um, they have to send, um, what's that film with Russell Crowe's The Kidnapping Expert? Oh, gosh, I'm not sure. It's proof of life. Proof of life. Okay, yeah. Proof of life. <laughs> Great reference to a two-star Naughties film there. Very good. That was. The, I think that's the film's most famous now for like when he had the an affair with um, Meg Ryan on there and it uh, destroyed their marriage. Anyway, a cheerful note there to kick off Games Court with. So these entries. So a bit behind the scenes here. So um, in past Games Court episodes, me and Matthew have slagged off the listeners for basically submitting an essay. And then at the very end of like fucking 3,000 words saying, oh, by the way, I bought Fable 2 for £4.50 and it had like, (laughs) you know, a bit of cheeseburger on it. (laughs) Like, you know, these entries tend to be like, um, you know, you you think, okay, I just want some kind of like games and some prices. And you start reading and it says, the year's 1932, the city, Chicago. And then it just like, it's like fucking 18 (laughs) paragraphs. And like, I'll be honest, there's still a bit of that in this game's court. Like people who, you know, you do give us some prices ultimately, but still also want to tell us their life story. How are you feeling about the overall sort of like formats of games court entries, Matthew? Okay, I was worried it might happen. Uh, in the last episode, we had an excellent, very long story that had a genuinely very funny punchline about someone finding um, mounds of shaved pubes inside a copy of Doom 3, which was just such a highlight um, yeah, of this so podcast. Good. And I can see the temptation to try and have your own unlikely life story. You know, it's okay. I don't have a story as good as that, and I'll live with it. So, you know, just let the just let the games do the talking. Yeah, and it's, it's funny though, Matthew, that out of these 19 entries, 18 of them end with a, a pile of pubes falling out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shocking, really, isn't it? Oh, uh, God. <laughs> okay, good. Um, yeah, so some of these are quite long. I'll try my best to read them out clearly so you can understand the full narrative, but they are fucking long. And I have a nine-page Word document here um, to fire through. So let's let's crack on with it. Let's do it. 19 entries in total. I need 10 for a win. 10 people kept alive at the end. Let's see how it goes. Exhibit A. It was the year 2002 in one of my many trips to the... (laughs) Literally the joke I just made. (laughs) Oh, dear. I turned to my grandfather and said, no. Um, In one of my many trips to the local video game emporium, 
to see if there was anything I could waste my student loan on. I saw a copy of Final Fantasy VII for, play- for PlayStation. Now, I owned Final Fantasy VII already and had beaten it multiple times. Uh-oh. But the last time I played it, one of the cutscenes had been skipping. And so as I had done for both Metal Gear Solid and Silent Hill previously, I bought the game again so I had a ready replacement for when my original copy went tits up. That is written down. I would never say that on this podcast, just to be very clear. It cost oh, it's, me not 20... it's not that bad. I can it's think a... of worse things you could say. <laughs> no, but it's tits, tits up's got a bit of the old lads mag quality. That's it. I don't know, actually. I feel like I'm out. So, so have we. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, we haven't. It's not like this is fucking loaded or front magazine. This is like... You know, this is twelve. This is twelve A. Man shitting in a barrel. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, who are we to judge? Um, okay, well, the, the the judge has ruled that tits up is fine. Let's continue. Um, <laughs> it cost me twelve ninety nine in two thousand two money, which adjusting for inflation is around twenty one pound today. When I got home, just in time to make a cup of tea before countdown came on. We don't need this fucking detail. I gazed upon my fresh new copy of FF seven, and I got it. The urge. It was there, looking at me. I couldn't resist. I had to play it, and not the old one, the one that skipped on disc two. Good disc, that. I had to play the shiny new one, the untouched copy. So I cracked it open and slapped it into my PS2 and the famous, the familiar logo appeared and the music and, and... <laughs> Fantasia Final Siete. Nuevo Juego Seguir. Ay, caramba! <laughs> Those dodgy bastards at Chips had only gone and sold me a Spanish version of the game. It could happen to anyone, but then I did something. I didn't go back to the shop. I didn't demand a refund. Instead, I pressed circle to confirm, or the little disembodied hand cursor was highlighting what I knew to be the new game option, even if I didn't understand the language, and I began Final Fantasy VII in Spanish. Hola, me llamo Cloud. I reached calm, played the game from memory, not understanding a fucking word any of my amigos were saying before giving up. Cloud never finished his journey, or as the Spanish would say, me di... Poor Vencido. I got a U in Spanish at A-level, by the way. I had to Google that because, as we established, my Spanish is no bueno. That means no good if you don't speak Spanish either. I Googled that too. I request mercy, or as the Spanish would say, mercy. It's the same word, which is handy. <laughs> John Calma called me. That's a good entry, actually. Well done, John. Um, so, mm. Matthew, that's um, twelve ninety nine for Final Fantasy VII, which <clears throat> in 2002, I think, is still a good price. This, was ne- this has never really been super cheap, FF7, but... Um, I think that's all right. He didn't know it was in Spanish, so I think that's like a victimless crime. Um, uh, well, you know, the, if anything, chips should be. Um, uh, what's the punishment again? How are people dying? In one of the many ways you could have died in The Sims One. Oh yeah, okay, there, yeah. So yeah, you know, yes, like uh, yeah, just you're know, being electrocuted or something. So yes, um, that's. Um, I think that's fair enough, Matthew. We can't put chips on trial. I think John is innocent, personally. Thoughts, Judge? Bought it and it was in Spanish. That's not his fault. It's a bit of a goof. Did you say how much he he spent on it? Well, like I say, twelve ninety nine in two thousand two. Oh, twelve ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. And how far did he get in the Spanish version? Did he stick with it? No, he got to calm, which is to be fair, he got out of Midgard. That's like about okay. It's about six or seven hours, I reckon. That's pretty good. I always I judge everyone against how far I got when I rented it, um, which was dying on Red Thirteen and then having to go back to the start. He got past um, that. He got past that. Yeah, so he managed to beat Red 13, or Rojo Tracer. Um, <laughs> Very good. Well done. Uh, uh, thanks, Google Translate. I didn't I didn't pronounce that right. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for making that clear. Uh, I think Chip's to blame here, but like 
the swimming pool I plan to drown people on in The Sims is very small. It's only three by three tiles, and I don't think I can put the entire workforce of chips in there. So, <laughs> um, just on the grounds of like logistics, uh, I feel like this guy has to go free. Excellent, good. We got off on a technicality. It's what I like to hear. Okay, yeah, John, you are free. Technicality. I, I just can't fit that many people into any of the tiny rooms. <laughs> They're all three by three tile rooms. That is very <laughs> integral to my murder scheme. So <laughs> that's good. Let's hope none of these. Listeners are nine people secretly, That'd be, uh, or more than nine people. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I did also very much enjoy the Fantasia Final Cietre um, Icarumba line. That was good. Could you not just change the language? I don't. I think it might be because like the discs were so packed with. Actually, I'm just fucking making that up. I've no idea. Um, okay. I don't know actually because sometimes these PS1 games did have like European versions, so um, mm. I don't know if it was just so dense with story they couldn't do it. But I'm just I'm just used to PAL games having, you know, the the basic Euro languages in them. But... Well, you don't get asked when you start it. That's that's for sure. It's because right. I, I, I have no memory of that. So um, yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. This is a good one, Matthew. Exhibit B, hello boys, Jenny the donkey here. Last time I emailed in for Games Court. <laughs> Matthew ruled that I was allowed to live on the condition that I buy an action replay so I could play my Japanese Capcom games on my UK GameCube. I think it was a beautiful Joe, if I can, if I recall. Right. Um, I'm ashamed to admit I never did that because those things are super expensive. So just assume I'm emailing you from a safe house where I can't be found. But am I turning myself in by emailing back? The lore of these episodes is confusing at best, so I'll let you decide. Email? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> a while back. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Oh, very funny. Um, here's some shite I've picked up over the last year. Again, year and infraction there. Um, a sealed copy of Killzone 2, £3. The orange box on PS3, £12. I picked this up literally just to play its famously unpatched version of Team Fortress 2. Fuck, that's specific, isn't it? I don't even know what that is. And I host a podcast about computer games. A sealed copy of Metroid Samus Returns, £33. A sealed copy of WarioWare Gold, £10. A Ledies on Wii, £3. <laughs> Far Cry 2 on PS3, £3. Really hope you've decided on a new punishment that isn't being ferried away by a sex criminal. <laughs> what was that one again? I don't remember that. No, I have no idea. <laughs> Try not to think about that. Also, oh, right, um, Dishonored oh, Man. Oh, that, that was Dishonored, t- uh, Dishonored 1, yeah. uh, Lady Thingy's Party. Yeah, um, Lord something or other. Lord Pervert in the basement. Yeah, that one. <laughs> um, also, as your sole employee, does this interaction count as a performance review? Cheers, Liam Richardson. So, the Jenny the Donkey reference, that's for um, the XL heads right there. That's, oh. uh, but we don't want to keep overselling the Patreon to people, um, lest our listeners resent us. So... Matthew, what do you think of that list? There's a lot there to unpack. This, I wouldn't say there's anything too like spicy, dangerous, or spicy, interesting in there. Like pretty standard fare. The the one that jumps out is Elodie's. Ella Bits, I thought it was called over here. Or maybe it was the other way around. Because mm. that is, that's like the weird Konami launch game for Wii. This is when Konami was just throwing loads and loads of um, games at the Wii in the first couple of years. It's like a, almost like a sort of first person, it's not like gun shooter per se, but it's like a sort of physics shooter where you sort of pick up objects and fling them around a house to try and collect these little electronic sprites. I guess there's like a little bit of Katamari in it in terms of like the chaos and like the domestic objects and the, the thrill of just causing causing a big old mess. Um, that's an interesting one. Only lives on Wii. Doesn't, you know, doesn't exist anywhere else. So 
three pounds is pretty innocent as well i think yeah three pounds is pretty interesting yeah i would have thought that would actually be more just on the grounds of it being quite rare and and like i say exclusive and unusual but um maybe we haven't quite got there with we you know orange box far cry kill zone 2 none of those kind of excite me too much well all, um, of, all of those would seem i think a bit more like oh i get it if they're on xbox but because they're all on ps3 it's kind of strange um yeah that is weird obviously not yeah, kill zone but yeah that is sinister. It's <laughs> not quite right. Well, maybe it's because uh, he just doesn't have an Xbox. That's probably the most likely explanation, you know. Yeah, yeah. Then that's less sinister. The 3DS prices all seem right to me. Metro Samus Returns has obviously kept its value. WarioWare, I think they just had fucking tons of copies of it and they were just, you know, burning through the stock. Yeah. So, yeah, I got it for about Yeah, I, like... Yeah, there's there's nothing that gets gets me too like hot under the collar about this collection. <laughs> I do I want to like drown loyal Liam Richardson in a tiny tiny swimming pool? Yeah, um, probably not. I feel like we're gonna see some uh, some worse uh, entries than this. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna let him go. I'm feeling lenient. Yep. Okay. Good. Congratulations, Liam. I hope you enjoy your copy of Killzone 2, a brown but good shooter, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, imagine trying to find another good podcast editor to do the XL and XXL. It like, is tough. It's just too much work, isn't it? It only really works because Liam's kind of a member of our cult, really. You know what I mean? Like, it's we've just sort of got some kind of weird hold over him, and someday they'll make a true crime documentary about it. Like, that's on the cards, I think. Um, yeah. Exhibits. We don't refer to him as Jenny the donkey behind the scenes for any <laughs> listeners curious about that. Like, no, that's not like, listen, off. donkey, edit this podcast. Because <laughs> yeah. that's got quite unpleasant vibes. Yeah, I just think I just think he's beautiful. I want to take him to the pub and one day he'll choke to death on a wee peripheral. That's like, that's like, his, <laughs> that's the whole journey there. Um, <laughs> okay, exhibit C. Dear Samuel and Matthew. Just finished a very enjoyable vegetables prediction episode. Now tingling with excitement for the delicious pudding in 11 months' time. Uh, that's a reference to um, Matthew calling our 2023 predictions episode worthless, but the second, the one that will follow later on will be fun, um, which is hmm. kind of accurate. But I think that was a pretty solid pod. Maybe a little late to make the cut, but I had been intending to send in a Games Court submission. Let me be direct with Judge Castle. I've never played the game I bought on eBay in the early 2010s. I hope Your Honor will show me some leniency. Now, mm. this entry is fucking long, but it's um, it's one we just had to had to have on this episode. The game is Zelda: The Wand of Gamelon for the Philips CDI. Oh, My crikey. eBay history <laughs> doesn't have detail of over 10 years ago, but I remember it was around 85 pounds. As I've never played it, I have no idea who or what a gamelon is. For those who are unaware, there was an obscure trilogy of Zelda games on the ill-fated Philips console. I had a CDI growing up as I had a dad who worked in the local Philips factory. To this date, I have no idea whether he procured it or just took it home from his workplace. One of the games that came with it in the early 1990s was Link the Faces of Evil. This was my first Zelda game before I got into the good stuff with Link's Awakening the following year. Even as a child with limited understanding of what constituted a good game, I remember the overwhelming feeling that the Faces of Evil was utter dog shit. I urge everyone to look at a long play video on YouTube to appreciate quite how bad it was. There is voice acting for Link in the cutscenes that is so awful it must have played a part in Nintendo keeping a, a, a mute for the last 30 years. <laughs> the gameplay itself was horrendous, being a 2D side-scroller rather than top-down. I'm not sure it is possible for a game to run at less than one frame per second, but this banished <laughs> it. Over the next decade, I became a huge Zelda head and devoured all the mainline games. Trying to be a completionist, I ventured onto eBay to finish the other two parts of the CDI trilogy. £85 for the Wands of Gamelon was the going rate at the time, and I was happy to play 
um, pay to be one step closer to a complete collection. I stalled there, however, as the third game Zelda's Adventure was going for over £500, and I'd come to my senses by then. To this day, the Ones of Gamelon box is somewhere in my loft, having never truly made it out of the padded envelope it was delivered in. I had sold the CDI console on eBay a couple of years ago prior, uh, <laughs> a couple of years prior, so there was never any prospect of it being played. I hope Judge Castle looks upon looks favourably upon me with the noble intention I had to build a fully complete collection of Zelda games. Cats from Captain Birdseye, um, who had uh, yeah, who's Captain Birdseye on Discord, basically. Um, there's a bit more there, Matthew, but I think that's enough uh, reading from mm. me for now. Um, thoughts on, on this one? I mean, this really is a piece of shit. Um, I have I can't remember which one I played one of them um, when I was on End Gamer because we did a history lesson on it, and it was just. It was such an abomination. Um, just really charmless. Felt like, you know, someone had, uh, like, misheard what Zelda was about. There was there was so little, like, Zelda DNA in it, and there was so little, like, love for it, you know, love for the world. Um, this sort of, like... I always remember it as this sort of, like, slightly Dragon's Lair-looking thing. Um really grim and the voice is terrible um i must admit some of this game blurs in with the zelda cartoon from the time with the excuse me princess and i always thought it was the game and not the cartoon so you know well only it doesn't really matter because they're both shit um so like confusing them is fine i i don't really agree with uh building a whole zelda project like i actually think it it sort of dis it sort of disrespects proper Zelda to include this in that collection. It's 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 just it's just too shit. This is and and you got rid of the machine that could play it. The one reason you might have it, you, <laughs> there is there is literally no reason to have this. Um, that makes no sense. Yeah, I I think it sucks. It's just like like tiresome Zelda memes come from it. it no bad bad vibes, bad purchase. You're going in the pool, but you can go <laughs> enter the pool via the ladder. <laughs> Um, and then I'll remove the ladder. <laughs> okay, very good. Um, okay, so uh, Captain Birdseye is dead. That's two, one to well, me. It ta- I should point out, it takes quite a while for Sims to die, so he's going to be splashing around in there for a while. <laughs> okay, go oh, bleak. Wow, okay. Um, actually, I wasn't going to read out the PS, but I think it is worth reading out, Matthew, having scanned it while you were um, delivering okay. judgment. Um, when I sold the CDI console, it was collected in person by a couple of a similar age to me at the time. I had a nice 20-minute chat with them both as they talked to me through their love for retro gaming and other curios. A few weeks later, I received an eBay message from the girl letting me know that she had separated from her boyfriend and asked if I wanted to go to her house to see it in action with a winking emoji. Oh. <laughs> I never replied, but I've often wondered whether I'm unique in being the only person in the world to have been propositioned over a Philips CDI. <laughs> okay, I'm so glad I read that out. Um, that's really good. Oh, I almost feel bad about drowning this person now, or setting them on the path to drowning. Well, you should have um, told the story first, you know what I mean? Like, if you put it in the PS, what am I to do? By then, justice has already been delivered, Captain Bird's eye. <laughs> like justice a... has been served, question mark. Exhibit D. Hello, honourable gents. I've been thinking about all my gaming purchases over the years. It seems I'm buying fewer and fewer in games in my adult life, and so it's tricky to find anything to be judged on. Until I remembered my school trip to France when I was around 12 years old. Wow. Is there a, like, um, a sort of like, you know, 
a time in which these crimes sort of lapse, Matthew, historical crimes. Um, uh, no, no, okay. there's no, there's no statute of limitations oh, on no time, Castle there? Island because there's no time. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, good. <laughs> you were as guilty as the day you did the crime. <laughs> guilty as the day you did the crime. Yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the year is 1853. I just bought a copy of Ludo for uh, twelve pound fifty. Um, there was a part on the trip where we were able to walk freely around a French town for a few hours. I headed to the nearest game shop and picked up Dino Crisis. I'd been so eager to get it. Cue nervous sweating from me, as not only was I underage, Dino Crisis was a 15 in the UK, but I would probably not understand the shop assistant if he challenged anything with the purchase. I needn't have worried. It turned out French really don't worry about that as much as the Brits. He took my money and gave me my game. Probably spent around 250 francs, which equals to around £35 if my research is correct. Whatever it was... It was nearly all my spending money I'd been given for the trip. I had just enough to get my parents a shitty magnet as a souvenir for the ferry ride home. Very familiar, <laughs> kind of like um, uh, sort of socioeconomic bracket as me, uh, sort of French trip there. When I got home, I was super excited to play the game I'd been waiting ages for, only to put it in my PlayStation to discover, of course, all the text is in a language I could barely understand. This was, of course, all in the age of pre-internet guides. No translators were readily available. At one point, I got a mag with a walkthrough for the game, but that made little difference. I do believe I completed the game years later, only after buying it again, second-hand in the UK. Please don't judge too harshly. I was naive and reckless in my childhood, but I've certainly changed my ways. I also still own the French copy I bought those years ago. That's from Betamax Bandit on Discord, who seems uh, seems like a cool cool person. Um, thoughts on this one, Matthew? Another international purchase of a game that backfired. Yes, yes, an interesting thing that's emerging. Um, I mean, the, the 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 tricky thing about Dino Crisis, and that's coming from the perspective of me who wants to kill loads of people. Is that it? Is it is uh, you know famously got Shutakumi involvement. Uh, this is like what he kind of cut his teeth on pre Ace Attorney. Uh, he was sort of I think he's he's known as the director of the first half of this game, and then the director of the whole of Dino Crisis Two. Um, and as a big Takumi head, uh, I feel like. He, that's kind of like a sort of spell of protection cast over it, right. even in French. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a tricky one. This Dino Crisis, Dino Crisis, it sort of passed me by at the time. Um, mm. You know, it wasn't one that like you know in a, in a time when you didn't have like vast amounts of money to just buy endless games. You know, this this was like a little lower down the list of priorities. Like I never had a friend who had Dino Crisis. I did. Um, I had a friend who had it. It was um, it did it did to me just seem very very similar to Resi, but with dinosaurs. Like it was, I d- I don't know if there was loads more to it than that, but that's what it it seemed like to me from yeah yeah watching someone play through it. I mean that is the pitch, so they succeeded. Yeah yeah, it's you know fun. Funny, you know, dinosaurs were, you know, dinosaurs that were still novel to see them in games at that point, for sure, you know? Yeah, but good enough to just buy on a French ship and spend all your money. I mean, now I'm just trying to think, what else could you have spent your money on? You could have bought, you know, a lot of um, fireworks, maybe. That's <laughs> classic school trip uh, purchase. Uh, is Dino Crisis better than fireworks? Mm. Yeah, probably. Oh, I'm not getting many executions today. Well, I think you're being too kind, to be honest. Like, um, yeah, I mean, you, you could you could punish this one because she could have turned the box around. Good lawyering. Saw... <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I serve I serve I serve justice, not my clients. Um, also, I'm getting paid on a quota here of like you know, if I can get a few deaths in there, 
um, someone will give me a backhander behind the courtroom. So, you know, um, got to do what I can. I think that, like, with PlayStation Box, it's really e- easily signaled when it is, like, the language in question, because you just turn it over and it has a little flags there. So I think she could have looked this up, Matthew. Um, don't know if that Ooh. changes your mind at all. Oh, right. that's, I mean, that is interesting. That's, mm. Let's cast this in a whole new light. The information was there, you know what I mean? The information was there. I mean... Like and and like, let's not be around the bush here. The thing Shutakumi's famous for is is what he did after Dino Crisis. So like, it's it's not like I'm upsetting the great man if I mean, we do chuck this in. I mean, arguably, there is no narrative of Dino Crisis and Shutakumi that exists outside of your head. Like that's like, I'm not sure that anyone else in the world thinks about that connection. I'm pleased you do, but you know, it's I'm yeah. j- just saying. You know, you know what? You've convinced me. <laughs> Is that a uh, um, yeah, I'm putting them in a three by three tiled room uh, with a fireplace, which will, <laughs> in time, set fire to the couch and then later her. So, okay, cool. Yes. All right, we'll check back in three hours. See how that's going. Um, good. Um, exhibit- oh, uh, update: uh, they have drowned in the swimming pool. <laughs> okay, great. Well, congratulations. Um, okay, good. The courtroom, uh, the Hagrids are all burst into applause. Um, yeah, and but I'm going to use one of those um, nets that you use to clean the leaves out to scoop up the copy of CDI uh, Gamelon to sell online myself for some profit. Online? But there's no internet here, Matthew. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, to give to a man on horseback who will sell it for you in another country. Well, maybe I have a secret, the only computer, but I don't want people to know that, obviously. Uh, <laughs> okay, very good. Just a very bad like Windows 95 PC with a 56K <laughs> modem. Yeah. Um, Okay, this is good because this is mostly prices and uh, not a life story, which I do appreciate. So, Exhibit E, hello, normal men. We're getting a lot of that, uh, Matthew, because of the old, um, we're just normal men meme that uh, did the rounds. All oh, right. Remember that? It was, it was good. Pretty funny, wasn't it? Uh, the little puppet man. Anyway, in 2018, <laughs> I was in a shop in Dublin that used to be HMV. For about a month, it had a clearance section of games that no one seemed to touch. Clearly, all of the games were from some warehouse of old HMV stock that liquidators were trying to get some money for. At first, the games were available at the bargain price of 5 for 10 euros, but a week later, this got slashed to 10 for 10 euros. The games for sale are mostly atrocious, and they had at least five (laughs) copies of each game. I thought that buying 10 of the worst games I could find would be a funny gag gift for a friend. The games were... Oh, this is is really interesting. FIFA 15. So these are one euro a piece? Yes, exactly. (laughs) That is cheap, but there's some, like... There's some damage along the way here, as you'll see. <laughs> FIFA 15 on the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty Ghosts on the PS3. Beach Volleyball Summer Heat on the PS2. Mm-hmm. Pop Idol, the official video game on the PS2. Oh, yikes. <laughs> wait, wait. Family Fortunes on the PS2. <laughs> 24 the game on the PS2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Real Heroes Firefighter on the Wii I assume Endgamer gave that 86 or something Matthew um, No <laughs> Jasper Carrots Golden Balls on the Wii Oh <laughs> fucking curse That's like a 10 percenter <laughs> Jasper Carrots Golden Balls on the DS <laughs> oh, Double Golden Balls um, And the last one uh, Russell Grant's Astrology on the DS um, oh. Now, I think you could argue that 24 The Game and Call of Duty Ghosts are like, all right. There is more to this entry, actually, I'll just read out. But I decided to keep FIFA and COD Ghosts myself because I'm a bad friend. And in the end, I got decent use out of FIFA. 
Shamefully, I forgot to give my friend the other eight games for years until earlier today when I presented each game to him individually, like in a Nadwar interview. I don't know what that reference is. Um, we got some good laughs out of it, especially from the awful 3D models of Family Fortunes Vernon K and Golden Balls Jasper Carrot. Um, oh. I know that there's a very slim chance they'll ever actually play these games, and I know how this pod feels about games never getting played, but spending a tenner to make a friend laugh is worth it for me every time. Oh. Please don't kill me. Love, Mr. Q. Wow, Matthew, what do you think? I mean, oh, I tell you, I tell, weirdly, what's what swung it into the death zone for me is that it's specifically Vernon K era family fortunes. <laughs> it's not even iconic. Les, Les Dennis. Dennis, yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, double Jasper Carrot Golden Ball. Oh, <laughs> just terrible. Oh, I hated Golden Balls. Jasper Carrot, he's such a bad like pick for it. Trying to act all sincere and serious. I can I can see the box for that now. That is just so cursed. It's a funny gift. Um, it's a funny, like, you know, punking someone gift. But that isn't really what we're evaluating here. No, this is we we have we have to be safeguard. You know, we have to safeguard quality in this in this games court format. That's what we're here for, right? Like, it's yeah, yeah. Oh, this is this is um, yeah. This is going straight in the pool. It was a good, it was a fun entry though. Thank you very much for sending it in. That was um, that was really fun. There was a picture as well of all of it, all of these games. Um, oh right, so it's actually it's oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's it's not like made up. This actually happened. That's that's almost too good to be true. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like the Russell it? Grant astrology. I can remember that because the box of that is just Russell Grant's big face gurning away in the middle. Um, <laughs> that's like what you've described there is like one month's reviews roundup in Endgamer. <laughs> like all of those games would go on that spread, um, uh, and they'd all get about twenty three percent. So yeah, yeah. Just ra- really ranked stuff. Well done. Respectfully as well. Like um, I'm sure Jasper Carrot has made things that are good to people who have like some um, some knowledge of a history of British TV that I don't. But if you asked me what do you know about Jasper Carrot, I would say I know he's um, the father of that um, uh, actress who was in The Office and Wonder Woman and uh, Golden Balls. And that's all I know about him. So um, that's tough. Um, okay. It's I should great. note that uh, the half of Mr. Blobby has picked up at the mention of Jasper Carrot, just because it's kind of like his era of yeah. entertainment. <laughs> Very much, yeah, tuning in there. Um, so that's three, I'm 3-2 three, down, actually, so I'm losing here, which is not good. Um, I've never lost in Games Court, so uh, yeah. Um, I mean, you did talk me into one of those. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I just thought it made for better podcasting. You know what oh, I mean? yeah, you want some drama. Okay, next up. Hello, large gentleman. I'm not sure if I can enter twice. So, Oh, he's actually he, he submitted two games court entries there. Sorry, mate, but uh, it's just too many. I was confused by doing two at once. So we just we just did this one. Um, I uh, recently bought a box PS2 collection off eBay, £58, that I broke apart and sold to EX, uh, CX uh, slash auctioned and using the profit, £45 cash and £120 CX credit. I picked up um, some games and an Xbox 360 system as I've never owned one. Uh, an Xbox 360 Elite plus three pads uh, boxed at £45, including postage, bought via an eBay auction. That's pretty good. Hmm. CX purchases. Uh, then there's a long list here. So um, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets for the original Ooh. Xbox can be... <laughs> PS2 era Hagrid likes it. <laughs> yeah. Unit price, £6. Um, Prisoner of Azkaban on the original Xbox, um, £4. And Ooh. both these games can be played on the 360, um, he points out. Um, okay. Binary Domain, Xbox 363 pounds. Infinite Undiscovery, Xbox 360, um, three pounds. 
Um, that's kind of like a slightly um, whiffy uh, JRPG, if I oh, recall. Oh, I think I reviewed that. It's Maybe Fage. I don't really... know. That was, it, was, it was just like a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Um, Star Ocean Last Hope, which I reviewed and I hated. Um, that was £2.50 on 360. Isn't that... Um... It's, uh, it's got a legendarily bad hero name. I can't remember what it is. But oh, it's... Edge Maverick, I think. Edge Maverick. Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, um, that was a that was a tough hang. He's a tough hang, old Edge Maverick. Um, Ninja Blade brackets looks like a From Software riff on Devil May Cry um, 360. Two pounds. Um, Eternal Sonata Xbox is 360. Four pounds. Um, Xenoblade Two Nintendo Switch 42 pounds. Bloody hell quite a mix here um, isn't that just what the price of xenoblade 2 is yeah basically like if you bought that second hand i don't know what you're thinking really just buy a new copy some people mm. may question why someone would purchase an xbox 360 to play a load of old harry potter games and jrpgs but i have enormous affection for the first three harry potter games released on the gamecube and ps2 um i should also point out this is before we knew jk rowling's views on gender you know bear that in mind i guess as the og xbox was generally one of the places uh, best places to play multiplayer plat- multi-platform games. I thought this might be a great way to revisit them. While some of the above games are available on PS3, most of them are between three to four times more expensive. Um, Eternal Sonata is £15 for a slightly better version. So the 360 offered better value. Mm. Um, I will go to bat here for Ninja Blade, Matthew, which is kind of like a sort of a rip-off of um, Ninja Gaiden and Devil May Cry at the same time, which I did play, and is perfectly enjoyable, quite throwaway. Um, Eternal Sonata... Is one of the better 360 JRPGs, if I recall. I think it's made by them, Bandai Namco, like the Tales people. Oh, it's, um, I, I own this game, and it's like a real wet blanket JRPG. <laughs> it's but, like this soft, cutesy thing, because oh, I, I wasn't a fan. It looks it really out, nice. Doesn't though. it play out in the dying dream of... Um, Chopin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, it's quite interesting for a setting. Um, and yeah. I, thought, I thought it looked looked really nice, um, cel-shaded art style. Um but is that is that a no from you, dog? Got binary domain oh, in there. I mean, this is this is just like horrible flashbacks to some terrible freelance I did. Right. This was proper like who takes on infinite undiscovery for a half page review, right? And listen, that isn't the defendant's fault. That's entirely on me. But uh, you know, dems the breaks. <laughs> Te- yeah, bad bad selection of things. Uh, the Harry Potter games. These were bad. So, but I th- I think there's like I think people who played them as like their first game or one of their earlier games have an affection for them. I, I think Azkaban is the one that has a slight open world element to it, um, where you can sort of fly around the school. I, th- I think that's mm. the one they did that in. I don't think it was like much more acclaimed than the other ones. Yeah. I sort of, I sort of get it, but I don't know. I was like, you know, I I don't really I I do find the whole millennial Harry Potter thing really embarrassing. Um, so I would never really go on about. Like how much I used to enjoy Harry Potter because I just sort of want to like shake it off and get on with my life. But um, I sort of I sort of get the appeal somewhat. But the only sort of Harry yeah. Potter games from this era that I really liked were the um, Game Boy Color JRPG riffs. They were like legit. I thought so. Um, I don't know. I don't know if these, despite the sort of emotional connection here, Matthew. I'm not so sure. Again, mm. doing, well, doing that's uh, the, bad wiring. This is the thing. They're 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 buying the Harry Potter based on a positive emotional connection. Yeah. I'm thinking of judging the JRPGs based on my personal negative uh, reaction, which you know it all comes down to Ninja Blade, doesn't it? Right in the middle. Um, 
I think people tried to sell this as one of those 7 out of 10s, but I don't <laughs> think it necessarily is quite that good. I think it's one of those 6 out of 10s, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be one of those 5 out of 10s. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, it's all right. It's perfectly playable. I did play it at the time. It's just like... Yeah. yeah. Very that's, wild quick time events. That's yeah, what that's why I remember. What I remember. That's why I remember like, too. Like, almost like platinum light. I do also love the effort to throw from software in there to like give it a bit of cred retroactively it's like <laughs> yeah but this is like pre-dark souls from software you know this is like yeah um yeah Could, does he get a pass just on the strength of of the the curiosity factor of ninja blade and binary domain being good of course and three pounds oh, oh cool price. oh yeah i completely forgot about binary domain i mean that 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 swings it um uh xenoblade is a lot of money though yeah, but that's like about that feels that feel like in t- in terms of just like pure classic, like was this a wise pre-owned purchase? Forty-two quid on Xenoblade Two feels quite dumb to me. Right. Yeah. Uh, like careless because it's such a large amount of money for something you could just buy, like new for pretty much the same amount of money. Yeah. Um. Also, it had gloating about like reselling profit, which I never like in these entries. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> new rules being thrown at the last minute nice. well you know there was the guy who was buying all the silent hill games to basically like put a kid for university or something <laughs> i don't think that was part of it but you know it no, was certainly silly. It, was, it was that was, a, that was a fun entry though it was good it was to, yeah, yeah yeah i like i like the idea of these things being bought and then growing dusty in some cupboard somewhere as as it should be done um grow a pair of balls judge castle just fucking kill the guy do you know what i mean yeah, like... it's it's yeah, it's it's a death. It's the three by three room with uh, the faulty television and the dishwasher <laughs> that leaks. So it's electrocution eventually. <laughs> I love that you have to come up with a different one for every single one of these. So well, no, I'm circling them like once because the other two rooms are occupied. It's <laughs> occupied. Like, it's like dialogue <laughs> in an open world game. Eventually, you'll hear it all, and then it'll circle back. Yeah, uh, and then I'll go. We'll be looping back round to the burning couch room soon. <laughs> and actually. Yeah, I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I just said I don't like people gloating about reselling, but I am going to sell their Sims gravestones for a tiny bit of money. <laughs> so, um, you know. Okay, good. Well, I, yeah, I certainly enjoyed that. I'm 4 2 down now. Um, can I turn it around? We've got some good ones coming up here. They're actually quite short, thank fuck, because Jesus Christ. Um, okay, Exhibit G. Bought some 360 games in the new year, some licensed, but none are available in digital stores or backwards compatible. Uh, prices are converted from euros to pound and rounded up. Adventures of Tintin, £6. Peter Jackson's King Kong, the official game of the movie, £9. James Cameron's Avatar, the game, £5. The Godfather, £18. Oof. Wolfenstein 2009, £13. I played a fair bit of Tintin and Avatar. They mainly got sixes and the old seven at the time, but pretty much fives in 2023. They look nice for the time, even if that Tintin movie is cursed. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it is very realistic. Um, oh, and one last one here. Tetris DS for £21. I'm not sure why this game is more expensive than I expected, but I played a lot of Tetris DX and wanted it for my collection. I fucking love Tetris DS, Matthew. Um, mm. That's like the best version of Tetris, in my opinion. Um, apart from maybe that... Tetris Effect? Oh, well, it's just like, it's got so many great riffs on Tetris, like Battle Tetris and um, the touchscreen DS one where you have to move the blocks to slide and perfectly solve a puzzle on one on one screen. Um Really, really good. This and you got all the quite fun yeah. use of Nintendo characters as well. Um, I can see why this would retain its value. It's a DS game and you know mm. highly collectible. Um, but what do you think of all that lot, Matthew? Which is mostly licensed games. Um, yeah, some good, it's some quite. Bad. Yeah, it's like an interesting little film collection there. 
you know mm. I, was, I was just thinking is there a through line of like these are adaptations of directors at their worst <laughs> but then i was like well the godfather that's preposterous yeah. like that's francis ford coppola at his best and i quite like king kong film fucking long that film though tintin though bad spielberg and avatar who likes avatar apart from spending two billion dollars on it I do want to play that Ubisoft game that's coming out, though. Like, uh, I imagine that would look pretty as hell, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they're kind of interesting. I think the Tintin game was, like, not good, but wasn't, like, totally bust. It was a, wasn't it, like, a side-on, sort of almost like Prince of Persia-looking platformer thing? It certainly was on the Wii. I don't mm. know whether that's the same on 360. Um, and had it was, like, quite quirky and, like, reasonably well-received. King Kong's pretty interesting as well. As yeah, like, uh, I mean, yeah. that's, yeah, that's like one of the early interesting 360 games. Mm. Um, yeah, like interesting stuff it does with, you know, kind of stripped back HUD and all that stuff. It felt quite sort of immersive. Avatar I played at the time and only at a preview event, but you could play as the humans or the Navi, which is quite interesting. In these, it, it looked like it was like knockoff Far Cry, basically, like not as good Far Cry in my yeah. memory. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I think there's too many interesting things in here. I think you're right about Tetris DS. It's just it's just too novel a thing um, to chuck in a swimming pool and then have to fish out in <laughs> about half an hour. So um, yeah, you may walk free. Go and enjoy your um, mixed selection of filmic treats. <laughs> Very good. Okay, cool. We're four three. I'm uh, just gonna go look in the living room, see how uh, Betamax Bandit's doing. Oh no, she's just sat there on the chair and she's still alive. We're just waiting for it to oh, set fire. Oh, it's not fire yet. Yeah, okay. Uh, we'll circle back on that. Um, exhibit, exhibit H. What's your honours ruling on scalpers? As it's late at night on the weekend and a week, I just paid eighty nine pounds for an N sixty four switch controller for F zero ZX. Sorry, F zero X. RRP forty pounds, but permanently out of stock with Nintendo. This rarest hen's teeth item did briefly get restocked, and I joined the expensive Switch Online tier in a stressful hurry to even be able to order one. And then I had a long, ongoing nightmare with a courier who didn't deliver, and Nintendo customer service rudely giving me the runaround. One of those times where you're a grown man who really wants a stupid plastic toy, and the bad people are making you want to cry by not giving it to you. I was impotently furious for weeks about how things went down. Anyway, I figured that if I was just bothered by it, I must really want one. Now I've realised I can just give money to eBay profiteers and wake up to N64 games on Christmas morning. But I didn't feel good doing it. That's from Graham S. £89, Matthew, for an item that costs £40, but is a very enticing prospect to a certain mm. generation of player. I can see why this happened. Thoughts, Judge Castle? Yeah, I'm, before we get into the pad, I should say that on Castle Island, hen do have teeth. So um, <laughs> that doesn't really add up. We genetically modified them. It was a terrible decision. And it really freaks me out to this day. They have te- too many teeth. They're constantly falling out. <laughs> well, that's it. That is the problem. Like, we, hit, we hit just the right number of teeth. And now it's, yeah, it's really awful. Yep. I kind of like the just extreme tunnel vision of buying a very expensive thing for this one specific purpose, of playing F-Zero-X specifically, that's quite winning. And it's also like frustrating that Nintendo don't produce enough of these things. There's like a big kind of artificial um, bumping up of, of, of the price of these things. It's just, it's just too mad uh, not to kind of appreciate, I think. And F-Zero-X is just, oh, what a game. Like, you know, to be able to, to, to play that properly. Yeah, I'm quite quietly envious of that. Yeah, you also just, like, can't buy this still, you know? I just, like, yeah. 
look on Nintendo Store and they're just out of stock still. And it's like, well, so yeah, I kind of appreciate how this uh, how this happens. So good, good. I, I agree with your your verdict there. Four uh, four, Matthew. Um, oh, better pick it up. <laughs> what do you mean, like just to kill people randomly? That's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Exhibit I. I was recently struck by a wave of nostalgia for the Dreamcast. Wait, can you can you um, can you smell that? Uh, <laughs> oh, I think it might be um, someone's gone up in flames. Oh, okay, Beta Max Badder. Sorry about that. Uh, so, yeah, rough in there, man. That's tough. Um, but at least you can sell the gravestone for a pittance. That's good. Yes, unfortunately, it's also burning the copy of um, Dino Crisis. So it's that kind of burnt plastic smell. It's quite unpleasant. <laughs> I will also congratulate our listeners who stopped saying fucking princely sum in every one of these emails. It was driving me nuts for a while there. <laughs> I was just like, so yeah, honestly, th- these guys they need a production editor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was recently struck by a wave of nostalgia for the Dreamcast, a console I'd hastily abandoned in about 2002, when I sold my consoles and consoled all my games for a derisory £50 to a friend who had driven a hard bargain. I bitterly recall handing it all over in a bin bag in our dark and rarely used school library, a fitting setting for such an ill-advised exchange. Um, given the state of the retro games market uh, reassembling the Dreamcast collection of my teens was going to cost me a pretty penny. Exploring eBay, I found an auction that looked underpriced, Upon closer inspection, that was likely because it was collection only, because the condition of the items was variable, to say the least. But in the heat of the moment, I dismissed this. So excited was I to put in my hands a controller that flies directly in the face of the common sense, of common sense and ergonomics. For the sum of £133.09, I'd won the following. Two Dreamcast consoles, one beautifully white but broken console, and one working but incredibly yellowed console. Good. (laughs) Um, Six official controllers, four functioning, two broken... Terrible. Uh, uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's just, I guess I just wanted it out of the house. Um, three VMUs, virtual memory units. Two official, one Mad Cats branded uh, one. Um, games: uh, Sega Bass Fishing, MDK2, Power Stone 2, Resident Evil 2, brackets missing a disc. Resident Evil Code Veronica, Toy Racer, House of the Dead 2, Floygan Bros, Episode 1. Don't know what that is. Floygan <laughs> <laughs> Bros. What the fuck? <laughs> Sonic Adventure disc only, Shenmue 2 missing the slipcover, much to my chagrin, Giant <laughs> Killers em- uh, empty case, and then there's a bunch of empty cases here for no. <laughs> Choo Choo Rocket, Quake 3, Shenmue and Power Stone, the original. NB, the listing said collection from Reading, a direct train from no- uh, from London, so no major <laughs> issue. But upon contacting the seller, he informed me it was in fact Tilehurst, which required me to train- change trains at Reading and adding about <laughs> 40 minutes to my journey when you factor in waiting times. This journey incurred an additional cost of around £20 to train tickets and Oyster card charges, which I feel duty-bound to add to the purchase total, putting it closer to £150 total. That's from Koi. Fuck, that took ages to read. Did they also end up dating the person they purchased? <laughs> We're now happily, ma- happily Any married. Any match-ups? <laughs> happily married and none of the controllers work now. Um, so yeah, that's from Koi. Um, so a bit of Dreamcast nostalgia there. Some quite good games in there. Um Missing the slipcover for Shenmue 2, but still having the game is pretty great, I would say. Um, and Cody got Code Veronica in there, Sonic Adventure. These are some classics, uh, Matthew. I think that's okay for a bit of nostalgia. The selling in the first place, that's like not really what we're putting on trial here. It's the purchases. No, no. Thoughts, Judge? Yeah, I mean, the whole, like, buying a load of broken and empty shit is kind of cursed. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, the opening to that, that letter had, like, big... Uh, 12 days of christmas energy right with the kind of three vmus two busted controllers and a <laughs> copy of shenmue 2 without its slipcase as proven on our episode with andy kelly i'm not like mr dreamcast so 
you know, to me, this sounds like, yeah, great. I probably would have, you know, I'd probably be happy with the same thing. I guess you can't really mark it down for, like, buying a load of excess broken shit. That's not your fault. I don't know. I, I, having looked up what Floygan Bros is, I think you can mark it down for that a little bit. But, um, you know. Floygan Bros. <laughs> that sounds like a made-up game, doesn't it? That's like something that would appear in, like, Rick and Morty or something. <laughs> bros. I don't <laughs> even want to know what it is. Got a 3 out of 10 from Edge. That's what it got. Oh, ouch. Did you say the last four of those were just empty boxes, though? Uh, Yeah, Choo Choo Rocket, Quake 3, Shenmue and Power Stone. Oh, I uh, mean, it would be so much stronger if those boxes weren't empty. Yeah, it would be. Uh, Actually, have I got that right, actually? Yeah, em- yeah, those are the empty cases. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't know, man. This just feels like you got a bin bag and happened to get a couple of like decent things in it, rather than like you bought a load of cool stuff and there were a few flaws. It's such a lucky dip. I feel like it has to go in the swimming pool. Okay, fair enough. There we go. It's uh, four five to the judge. Uh, that's good. It's just like it's like, it's consistency that did you in there. Um, yeah, just like like it's just uh, like you could have left the empty cases out and like in yeah, the, in, you know I don't like I mean? the honesty of it. It's like I got six pads, but two of them were broken. You're like the hassle of having to throw away all that broken shit and or just test it out. Like I don't know, it's not <laughs> for me. Yeah, getting a DM from the seller saying, "Oh, come round and I'll show you some more of my empty boxes." If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, exhibit J, two tales here. Firstly, a Facebook purchases, a purchase of 36 old Endgamer slash ONM mags from the oh. Wii U 3DS era. I believe some key texts from the Castle Arc 2009 to 2012 for the princely sum. No! No, oh, there it is. Yeah, that's, a, that's an Endgamer reader, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Churning out that cliched bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> princely sum of £20. God, I've just died inside. Um... Secondly, perhaps the most dubious series of purchases has been my semi-midlife crisis desire to rebuild my old GameCube collection. This came about following an evening where myself and some old friends decided to play Melee and Double Dash, and it rekindled my nostalgia from that, for that weird purple box, very formative for my early gaming years. Mm-hmm. I decided then and there that I needed one I needed one back in my life again, so here is the damage so far. I really hope this isn't just a list of like the 10 obvious best GameCube games. That's what I'm saying in advance. No, it's actually like... Mm, no, it's all over the place, this, really. Okay, well, as long as there's, like... There's a couple of things that are so good that that you are, like, instant pass if you've got them. I'm not going to say what they are, but if I hear one of them, I'll be... Let's see. I think they'll be all right. Let's see. Baton Kytos, £51. Oh, Catherine good Castle start. Classic there. Super Mario Sunshine, £11. Hmm. <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Melee, £26.50. Yeah. Tony Hawk's Underground, £5.75. Yeah. Need for Speed Underground, £3.25. <laughs> Any more Undergrounds? <laughs> That's all the Undergrounds. Good. Um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, £4. Now, how can you argue with that, Matthew? Mm. Um, and uh, the fourth game as well for £4. Oh, uh, that's the one I played and loved on GameCube. Okay, nice. Wind Waker, £20. That's a good price for Wind Waker. Um, mm. Skies of Arcadia, £90. Oh. Um, ex- Extreme G3, FF Crystal Chronicles, and Super mm. Monkey Ball 2, £18 for the lot. Um, and that's the whole list from Tofu Jacob. Um, that seems like a pretty good list to me overall, Matthew. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's no like, empty boxes, you know. <laughs> no empty boxes. That's a plus. Um, it's expensive, but Skies of Arcadia. It's a like a a bit of a. I I had a copy and sold it um, years ago on GameCube, and it's like my big, my one like major pre-owned or trade-in regret. 
So, you know, would I pay 90 quid to get that game back? It's just, you just don't, can't play it anywhere else, can you really? No, they've never put it on any other format. And like, surely this is low down the list for Sega, a company that owns Atlas. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but it's so it's so beloved. Um, yeah, it is. Y- yeah, I I think that's like there's some obvious things in there. I'm like, yeah, right. But that's yeah, that's interesting. Um, Matthew, Matthew I like Castle that. Shrugs the Tony Wind Waker, fucking hell. The Tony Hawk. That's you know, you know, great games. Three and four. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. These look like all right prices to me as someone who's like paid attention to this market in recent years. I mean, I um, the, actually, the big, the big game's got entry I've got to put through you at some point, Matthew, is my £90 purchase of um, Thousand Year Door on GameCube. Um, yeah. why, why did I do that? What was I thinking? Mm. What was I thinking? Did I like, was I going through some stuff? I don't remember now. Um, that was before like the energy price fucking crisis happened. I should make that clear. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, I haven't factored that in. The next one we do should be like any energy crisis special. That's a fun theme for a video games podcast, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just remind you of why all of your frivolous purchases are actually bad for you. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. So, is he is he off this this guy? Is he good? Uh, yeah, he's fine. Okay, cool. We're up back up to five five. Nice. This is quite a funny one. Exhibit K. Because making things weird in one's first post is always a good idea. I dreamt this morning I encountered Samuel and Matthew in a grocery store parking lot in Bath. Brackets, they shop together, naturally. And I found out I am one inch shorter than either of them. They truly are giant men. But the most important matter was to regale them of my real-life search outside the UK for a certain choice beverage. It took me three braid-style attempts to inform them in the least verbose manner possible. I haven't even found Rio Tropical in a beverage store named Rio. This clearly means the time has come to submit my entire used games library for judgment. Yes. Okay. Um, lots to unpack there. Me and Matthew actually encountered a listener in the wild the other day, um, which is, uh, this reminded me of that. That was very nice, wasn't it? Hello to that listener if you're if you're listening out there. That was a very pleasant encounter, wasn't it, Matthew? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not really into the Games Court episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't really happen. Uh, okay. Uh, number one. Super Mario Kart Plus, oh gosh, these are some real historical crimes. There's actually dates, Matthew. Um, Super Mario Kart, Star Fox, and SNES Game Genie, Carts and Protectors, that's um, $40 in 1998. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Number two, um, Game Boy Tetris, Carts Plus Protector, $20 in 1999. Okay. Super Mario RPG, Kart Only, $59.99 in 2012. Uh, I know that's like a, a pretty elusive favourite. Well, Number four. Didn't come out over here, so American only. Yeah, Metroid Prime Hunters, all inclusive, but at least partly bootlegged. Thirty-seven ninety-eight <laughs> in 2013. So, yeah, okay, interesting. Um, that's some Particles. Um, so, yes, Matthew, a bit of a random bunch there, like a history of war crimes. To be honest, it all looks like pretty tame stuff to me. Um, nothing too yeah. egregious in there. And you've got a genuinely interesting purchase in, you know, a square soft made um mario rpg before nintendo kind of made its own rpgs thoughts on this yeah yeah i mean yeah not no no stinkers in the mix um really i mean price is very hard to call like i don't know what the state of things was in 1998 for pre-owned um that's a bit of an ask given the kind of uh, pre-owned knowledge level that's clearly on display in this episode from me yeah mario rpg i mean you know but I don't know anyone who's got a physical copy of this. Um, super interesting. Um, the only danger thing with Mario RPG, um, uh, you should clarify. Well, I th- I'm saying this. I'm going to say this is fine. 
uh, not guilty, but you have to tell us if you've ever made the demand for Gino from Mario RPG to be included in Smash Brothers. That was an incredibly tedious uh, Nintendo meme for a while. Uh, be honest, if, if, if that thought has crossed your mind, then you will be executed after the fact, so please let us know. Where are you at with um, people demanding that Mother 3 be uh, localised, Matthew? I mean, that's fine. I can understand you people wanting to play that. Like, but the Gino in Smash Brothers was just like... It was such an it was such a like Amer- like American Nintendo fan thing. Right. It was just a big big eye roll from me. <laughs> That's like good. Gino is not even that interesting. I mean, fucking no. Ugh. Anyway, uh, let's not make that about this. You know, these are just that these are just four good four good things. I'm content. Know. I'm not so sure about that Metroid Prime Hunters that was thirty eight. Oh, well, I forgot about that one. I'm That's... so blinded by Mario RPG. <laughs> <laughs> That's like not considered a classic or any means is it that's like probably what the the worst of that series probably yeah yeah you're right actually uh well there's that the 3ds one the federation force or whatever that's a oh yeah that's true yeah um yeah i mean it's still like novel like the idea of controlling metroid and seeing nintendo kind of cram that control scheme into the ds yeah Um, i bought it i bought it for about 12 quid like i don't know a year or so ago like it wasn't yeah yeah, but the other games are like. Yeah, they are. I, I don't. I think the other games are just too powerful. Um, but please do let me know about the Geno thing. <laughs> that that really is a like deal breaker. Yeah, I'm just gonna write five six conditional release in brackets uh, there. Um, yeah, that's good. Uh, okay, good. I will say actually, like to be a bit controversial, that Mario RPG might have been quite cool at the time. I would say as SNES games have have dated, it's not the prettiest to look at now. Um, oh no, it's it's. I think it's quite ass yeah. uh, to to play now, but um, but that's you know. Is this that's a, fine. is this one on the um Switch, Matthew? They've done that one. Uh, it's, it's been on, on a virtual console because I've definitely played it on virtual console. Yeah, uh, I, I used to have it on Wii. That's when I first played it. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I have they added it to Switch, or you'd think they they would have that would be mad if they haven't. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's just it's just fine. Like I think all of its ideas are improved upon in either Paper Mario or Mario and Luigi. Yeah, it's just like a bit of a first attempt. Uh, hasn't got like the, re- you know, it's got some fun writing in it, but it's not like the modern Nintendo games where the localization is just, you know, pretty amazing. Um, it's just fine. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, okay, actually I'm going to skip the next one because it doesn't have a price in it. It's like an anecdote involving lots of time wasted modding a game. These are probably like better made, save for the letters, uh, but letters okay. episodes, to be honest. Um, so we only have 18 exhibits, Matthew. I'm skipping that one. Uh, very good. Very good podcasting. Exhibit M. Uh, this is really short. Um, my Korean copy of No More Heroes 1 and 2 on Switch and the contraband pumpkin raid news story it came wrapped in like a Gangnam fish supper. £41 delivered on eBay and he attaches a picture of the newspaper wrapping that contained it and indeed you can see pictures of pumpkins. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I believe that like Noble Heroes One and Two was just a um, limited run over here, which um, seems like a bit of a shame actually on Switch because I would um, I wouldn't mind having a copy of that, but um, serves me right for not pre-ordering it, I suppose. But mm. what do you make of this one, Matthew? Importing Noble Heroes in physical form and uh, it coming with a pumpkin-related news story um, from Korea. Yeah, I don't really, really like lean either way with regards to this one, but the the pumpkin wrapping is just such a delightful tw- <laughs> uh, twist. Like I buy a lot of pre-owned books 
from American libraries, like Japanese crime novels that weren't published over here. Right. And they come with all kinds of, like, weird stuff where, like, people have left their old bookmarks in or people have, like, written in them. Or sometimes they were, like, gifts and they've got, like, little emotional kind of messages to people in them. It's quite sweet. Um, Yeah, I quite like the kind of uh, detritus that comes with pre-owned things um as long as it's not pubes <laughs> um, i draw the line at a mound of pubes uh, so uh yeah. yeah like come on this is this is awesome let's let's give this a pass this went down well in the discord this one um people enjoyed the picture of pumpkins pumpkin race. yeah just uh, you've got a race. can we put a picture of the pumpkin flyer on twitter or something so people can see it because i want to see it as well yep i'll dig that out that seems like a good use of my time so uh yes uh, <laughs> We are a social media manager, so... Yes, yeah, it's a full-time paid role. court update for you oh yeah go on uh, an alien has just burst out of an air vent uh, but it wasn't at all scary because it was one of the alien from aliens cloning marines and no, it didn't right. have any limbs <laughs> one of the hagrids dealt with it very uh succinctly yeah, and just, yeah. um although the, the, although um the already deformed ps1 hagrid has been further deformed by the acid blood which is tough yeah, um, yeah. oh now that alien is spinning around and around and around in the air and it's getting thinner and thinner and its limbs are just turning into lines oh it's so <laughs> fucked <laughs> okay good um right exhibit n uh oh sorry just had a pause there because johnny saki was thunder shitting into a barrel it was really fucking loud absolutely carried through the courtroom there um Good, good scene setting there. Um. <laughs> oh, I've got even worse news. Go on. Uh, Johnny Sasaki has been uh, invaded by the cosmic clones from Mara Galaxy <laughs> and is now reproducing every five seconds another Johnny Sasaki <laughs> shitting into a barrel. <laughs> oh, dear. And uh, the ladder has been removed from his barrel and uh, <laughs> Lister is inside <laughs> drowning in the barrel. Um, okay, good. Uh, right, exhibit N. Good day to the honourable slash dishonourable Judge Castle slash Big Sammy. Delete as appropriate. I mean, I didn't do that, but still. Um, <laughs> I don't have some long-winded narrative yarn to spin. Thank fuck for that. Um, simply that I found my partner's 3DS in the loft. I'm subsequently requisitioned it from her. That's just theft, isn't it? I don't know. Um, as she's not much of a gamer, I have now taken possession of it as my own and spent a sizable amount of time on eBay to find some relevant games for it. I pray that the judges approve of my purchases, as some of them I, I know will irritate one judge in particular. <laughs> okay. Dragon Quest VIII on 3DS, £24.29. Majora's Mask on 3DS, £41. Uh, new and sealed, possibly to be kept as a relic, and sold at a later date if I can find another Boo. version cheaper, Matthew. Boo. Ocarina of Time, 3DS, £12. Mm-hmm. Um, brackets haggled a charity shop down for fifteen pounds. Oh, boo! <laughs> this person sucks. <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, I'm going to sit on something till its price raises up, and also I stole it from a charity. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely accumulating renegade points here. 
Um, <laughs> you're gonna everyone, everyone at your party is gonna fucking die in the suicide mission, mate. It's got big. Matthew, Judge Matthew Castle didn't like that in the corner <laughs> yeah. of the screen. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, uh, Tell, Telltale Games presents um, Judge Castle. Yeah, um, in, you've basically, five parts. You've, you've really messed up our chance of any romance happening. <laughs> yeah. Part four, the three Hagrids. Um, yeah, very good. Um, okay, Final Fantasy three on DS, six pound ninety nine. Rayman Origins three DS, ten pounds. Um, oh, twenty three in one Pokemon contains all the DS and GBA <laughs> games, obviously of questionable legality. Crimes all over the shop in here. DS nine pound eight. Fucking hell! I kindly await my fate of pulping slash upload to PlayStation Home, or more hopefully my freedom to continue scouring the second-hand 3DS market for respectably priced games. Let's be honest, some of the prices are... Um, actually, I can't say that because it's, uh, it's, a, it's a word about mental health we don't use now, but uh, I still wish you well. <laughs> I think that's on Growler, actually, on um, Discord. I didn't write down the name, but I believe that's on Growler. So, good, Matthew, um, this one is like... There's nothing wrong with the games as such, apart from the illegal Pokemon one, which obviously, you know, piracy, can't condone that. But um, <laughs> the, and, but like he undoes it by being a scoundrel. Um, don't you think so? Like, it's a real, like, <laughs> bastard arc here. It's like, yeah. I, not only did you... like I, I, The rest of it made me question, did you steal the 3DS of your partner? Does she know you took it? Um, there's part of that to it. And then, yeah, yeah. The, 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 then the crimes just pile up. The sitting on Majora's mask and then haggling down a charity shop. This is like, yeah, outrageous behaviour. Thoughts, Matthew? Yeah. Rayman's a bit of a eh on 3DS. Yeah, um, ten pounds. Not it's not its natural home, I'd say. Um, Majora's mask, like the whole keeping it wrapped. That sucks. Um, I don't mind the JRPG purchases, uh, like. I could, see, you know, de- 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 you know, it has part. It's crossed my mind when I look at the 3DS and I think things I want to get my hands on from the eShop or other means before, before you know, you, you know, we move on from 3DS as it were. Um, the Dragon Quest Eight ports are quite high up that list. Yeah, um, I got seven and eight before um, while they were still on sale, and they they are you know nice things to have for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think we just got to set. set I, I just I don't like that. I can't let a scoundrel like this go scot free based on you know a couple of good purchases. Yeah. Um, he's got to go into the swimming pool. Okay, very good. And the ladder will be removed at a later date. Yeah, okay. it's very difficult. We have to wait for the person to, to the first person to die <laughs> before we can put the ladder back in, so the second person can get in. Because otherwise, <laughs> the first person will use the ladder to get out, and it's a whole thing. Yeah, the pathfinding, you know, just yeah, out of control. Yeah, like very anticlimactic um, executions here, but like deferred <laughs> gratification though. Check back in yeah. a week, and you have a great time. Okay, yeah. um, we have uh, four and en- five entries left. Actually, I'll just fire through okay. these. Um, so. Slightly non-kosher games court entries, as these are not technically pre-owned games, but they were box copies of no longer new games from online or local shops, essentially bargain bin purchases. So I feel they are still in the spirit of games court. Um, okay. <laughs> still in the spirit. I'll be the of, judge of that. <laughs> still in the spirit of an institution that is um, cloning um, uh, a, a man sat in a barrel full of shit. That's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. amazing. Good. Well, what, what spirit? The purchases are from roughly 2010 to 2014 when I was a teenager living at home with disposable income from my job at the local library and no responsibilities. I was a bit inspired by Samuel mentioning a weakness for games-related faff, which is very much something I loved. A cheap reduced-to-clear collector's edition would get me to buy pretty much anything. 
as evidenced by this list. Um, I'm easily tricked into artificial scarcity. They're all PC games. Exact prices and dates included when available, i.e. I could dig out the email receipts from online orders. Um, That's okay, we trust you. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Um, Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri, um, £3.98, 2011. Snore. (laughs) Well, yeah, the the listeners didn't like that one, did they? Jesus. (laughs) Um, Bioshock 2 Collector's Edition, £14.20, 2011. This one came with a nice art book, a soundtrack CD. Uh, the Bioshock 1 soundtrack on vinyl and three posters. I actually had this. It was a beautiful thing, Matthew. I had to get rid of it when I moved house, though, because it was massive. Did you? How, how many times did you listen to the vinyl? <laughs> um, well, I actually um, I sellotaped the sides of it and put it in a frame, which is what you're meant to do with vinyl, isn't it? Um, oh, right. no, It was okay. a joke. I didn't really. It was a joke about right. it. You the could post- just do it once and say it's any record, couldn't you? <laughs> See that record there? That's the Beatles. <laughs> See that record there? It's the Bioshock soundtrack. Who's <laughs> to know? Well, what a great talking point, yeah. Um, <laughs> the posters were quite fun, actually, because they had, like, hidden sort of, like, uh, messages on them if you had, like, an ultraviolet light or whatever. And you just put it in there and it would show you, like, fucked up, kind of like Bioshock After the Fall stuff under these um, sort of, like, uh, what's it called? Propaganda posters. Pretty cool. If I lived in a rented room, I would never put on a UV light. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is Bath, you know. What are people getting up to? <laughs> Horror show. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, someone spilled some truffle oil there, you know what I mean? Um, yes, okay. truffle oil. <laughs> oh, God, let's move on. Um, Splinter Cell Conviction Collector's Edition, around £15. Came with a Steelbook soundtrack CD and a Sam Fisher figure. <laughs> I already owned and loved the game, so this was bought for the extra stuff. Okay. Oh, yuck. <laughs> for a Sam Fisher figure. I'm not dying for one of those, oh. He's Got, iconic. Like in that game as well, it's like the least recognisable. Oh, it's just a bloke. It's just like a dad. It's just like someone's dad, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it could be the protagonist of any um, sort of like noughties, uh sort of like action game. Gothic Three Collector's Edition, ugh, around fifteen pounds. Came with a soundtrack CD, cloth map. Oh, I like those. Art booklet and a necklace. <laughs> sim- sim- similarly, I already owned Gothic Three. Um, oh. Guild Wars Nightfall Collector's Edition, around ten pounds. Too much extra stuff to mention it all. But included soundtrack CD, map, poster, and a cardboard standee. Guild Wars Factions Collector's Edition, around £5. Too much extra stuff to mention it all. But it ha- also had like a poster, map, etc. You get the idea, Matthew. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the thing about this one is that the listener is misusing the word faff way too many times here. Every time they say like stuff or like extra stuff, they use the word faff, which is not what the <laughs> word faff is for. Um, I'm not saying you should kill them on that alone, Matthew, but what do you make of this um, pile of stuff? I like. I do not like video game collector's clutter. Like, I don't have collector's editions. The few collector's editions we have are things that were sent when I was working on, like, RPS or whatever, and I just don't know what to do with them, so they sit in my living room, uh, in my dining room, and I really resent them for existing. The idea of owning a game already but buying it a second time because you just need to have that cloth map... Uh, <laughs> That's like that's extremely cursed to me. I don't know. It depends on the game. Like if I if I owned if I owned a house, I would totally see the appeal of like buying some old big box PC games or something. But because I rent, that seems like a completely pointless purchase, you know. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. I forgot the big, but I do like big PC boxes, and I am sad that we threw away most of my childhood PC games and just mm. kept like the discs because the boxes were part of the appeal. Uh, uh I don't know. I just I I'm not on the same wavelength as as um, this defendant. Marcus is the defendant. I looked up the name. Marcus. Name, so, yeah. uh, and like Alpha Centurion. I mean, 
Oh, fuck you. Know, you. The people have decided that it's not beloved. Fuck you. <laughs> It's like, oh, the people vote for Brexit, Matthew. Jesus. Like, uh, yeah, but like, you know, if this was a court on Samuel Roberts Peninsula, <laughs> that would probably be a ticket to the big leagues. But oh. here. And maybe that thing I said a few weeks ago about me, uh, my days of being thin skinned are over. It's a complete fucking lie, Matthew. And we're going to have a bust, big bust up over Alpha Centauri yet again. No, it's it's not the Alpha Centaurianess of this that I think sinks this entry. I think it's like, uh, it's the worst Just an overall, map. An overall, eh quality to the yeah, whole thing yeah you know? and this like i really like sprint cell conviction but a sam fisher figure from this particular game does he even have the iconic headset on i don't think he does in this the, my favorite of these this era collector's edition was as discussed the uh, alan wake book that was not actually a book um but it looked like a book and you opened it and it just <laughs> had like the game and then like a sort of soundtrack sliding around in it or something um mm. that was quite a fun one but I, I, I again i found it took up too much shelf space so in the end i just took the game box out and then got rid of the book so uh yeah, yeah. this yeah. is uh yeah this is a this is a no from me which is quite a casual way of saying uh i'm putting you to death how, uh, how, in how a, they in a, on a couch that's on fire okay cool very good um, we've cycled back around to the uh, first set of um, means of uh, execution. That's good. Well, the, the swimming pool's full now because it's had three people and it's only three by three tiles. Like, it, I can't physically get more people in the swimming pool. Uh, I would if I could, and trust me, I've tried. Okay, good. Um, exhibit P. Hello, giant men. Big fan of both of you. That's nice, isn't it? Sad that oh. we'll only now get one weekly dose of Matthew in my podcatcher. It's a reference there to... Um, Matthew um, leaving the RPS podcast because this is um, too lucrative and successful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's too busy. <laughs> yeah, you are running out of time. It's true. You have, uh, yeah, very busy man. Um, my submission is the licensed PS2 game Dark Angel based on the weird sci-fi <laughs> show starring Jessica Alba from the early noughties um, produced by James Cameron, if I recall. Um, I bought this at a second-hand junk shop in Pittsburgh for $10 a few years ago solely based on my memories of watching the show as a kid in hotels and rental houses when I had cable TV, which had cable TV. I played about 15 minutes of it, but the controls were a nightmare and has sat on my shelf since. <laughs> Worth it? All the best to you both, Nate. This would be a great um, uh, one-two, sort of like double bill with the alias game, Matthew, well, <laughs> from Acclaim. That's what I was going to say. Like, Who am I to judge who bought the alias game, which was just so bad? Oh, that's a bit of a tough week for for james cameron something something <laughs> what i like about nate's email is he's quite honest about having played it and it's sucking but then it's probably also quite a fun talking point right in the room you could be like that's my copy of james cameron's dark angel it it got worse reviews than the alias game the alias game got like sixes and this got like fours and fives. But that, that might just be tied to like how people felt about the shows. You Which know? the show got cancelled after two seasons, I think. It was like who liked Dark Angel? Yeah. No one. Yeah, I don't know. No it's... one. Yeah, I'm not sure. I wasn't even aware this had a tie-in. Actually, that's like, yeah, does not ring a bell. Um, but yeah, this is like yeah. two, 2002. This this game, long time ago now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jessica Alba did, uh, according to Wikipedia, reprise her role <laughs> from the series. It was announced at E3 2002, shortly after the TV series was cancelled. Oh, <laughs> that's break. a great circumstance in which to release a game. I'm sure we're basically thinking of this as the third season of Dark Angel. I bet they said that. Yeah, um, I would have done. Yeah, like it's got character, but it is dog shit. Um, <laughs> you're taking a surprising amount of time to decide for this one 
Uh, well, I just keep thinking back to Alias. I bought Alias. Like, would I want to be executed for that? But I think we're right. Alias is a little better. I think we're getting... Yeah, it's uh, into the room with the slightly dangerous dishwasher TV combo. <laughs> yeah, I think that, like, as someone who... My version of the Alias game was Buffy Chaos Bleeds on PS2, which I think, again, was like a slight a slight cut above here. Um, so, yeah, that's um, it's a fun entry, though, um, Dark Angel. So thank you for that. Um, okay, I'm now one actually like in the red now, so I've got to turn this around with three entries to go. Exhibit Q. Hiya, I bought Midtown Madness 3 for the original Xbox uh, Xbox three times as the first two copies didn't work. I will add they were all pubeless. <laughs> I paid £1.50, £2.90 and £2.25 for the three copies. Um, there's a few more games here. Ken and Inch 2 on PS3 for £3.50, although the case was very sticky. <laughs> Good God, oh, that's yeah, cursed. well, yeah, that speaks for the Kane and Lynch 2 heads, <laughs> for sure. Virtual, for, uh, Virtual Tennis 4 for the PS Vita for £4.99. The Chinese language version of Taiko no Tatsujin for the PS Vita for around £25 in the basement of a shopping centre in Hong Kong next door to a sex toy shop. Um, that's mm. not there. That's not the, the retailer's fault, is it? The first three also don't kink shame. There you go. Um, that's a <laughs> the first three Professor Layton games for the DS for six pounds. That's pretty good. I couldn't figure out how to delete the previous owner's save files, so it always felt a little odd when booting up the games, having to scroll past both Susan and Rebecca's previous save, uh, saves. What sort of life did Susan and Rebecca lead? I wonder. Uh, Fusion Frenzy for the original <laughs> Xbox for two fifty nine. I can hear Matthew groaning already, but I will add this is Bill Gates' favorite video game. That's not like a good thing in your favor. I'd have left that out there, dog. Um, <laughs> I hope I live, but as they say, a pulpit in the hand is worth two in the bush. Best wishes, Tom Doughty. Fucking hell, what a mix there. Um, I think overall those games are pretty good. I don't think um, having a Chinese version of Taiko no Tatsujin makes a big difference, really. It's no, just not a at all. Rhythm action game, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Pro- Professor Layton, you know, six pounds, pretty legit. Um, if anything, six pounds each for the all three. For all three, oh, that's pretty good. That's that. Those are the the three good ones. Yeah, um, Kane Lynch two is like the most dubious one. Um, it is uh, like Midtown Madness three. You bought it three times, but there's a reason for that, and you still only spent like eight under eight quid total. Yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't have um, experience with Midtown Madness. Yeah, it's like it was, beloved. I, th- I think it's like, I remember the, I think the first two came out on PC and they were very well liked. And then the third one, I think, just came out on Xbox. And then the series was sort of over then. And then I feel like it was kind of maybe sort of replaced by Burnout and, you know, GTA. Like it just sort of, yeah, didn't really exist past past the launch um, <laughs> of Xbox. Like I thought I, I had this. It was on a, I think it came on a disc with my Xbox. It was like a two games on one disc kind of deal. Um and it right. was it was all right. It was just yeah. I just remember driving around urban locations, thinking this is quite quite a pretty game. Um, I I just looked it up on Wikipedia and went down to the scores, which is pretty high for for this. It's like 80 percent on on game rankings, but it's one of those Wikipedia entries where it just plucks like lots of random facts out from loads of different reviews. Right. And my eyes were just drawn to the sentence: Christian Nutt of GameSpy enjoyed the capture the gold game mode, a variant on classic capture the flag game types. Thanks, Wikipedia. Nice. <laughs> Very <laughs> valuable. <laughs> I think this is that period where Microsoft basically like made all its developers at the time just make their games for console instead of PC now. Um, right. Which I ended up with like Mech Warrior and Crimson Skies on Xbox as well. Like they just 
they were successful PC series and they had to make them for console. Um, mm. And to, to mix results, it would seem, because a lot of those series have sort of died after that. Uh, but yeah, um, Fusion Frenzy is a bad one as well. That's a dud. That is £2.59. I think that's on Game Pass anyway. Yeah, just that's, just, that's just around now. Like I feel like everyone has access to that and... Um, you yeah, know, it's it's a bad Mario Party anyway, wasn't it? That's what it was. <laughs> bad Mario Party, which is already a, just a bad time. <laughs> so, what well, at the time Mario Party had a slightly better reputation? But yeah, mm. <laughs> unearned. <laughs> but listen, Mario Party's not on trial here. No. That would be trial of the century on Castle Island. <laughs> the Leighton Trio. That 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 that's that's really won me over. Uh, yeah, not guilty. Okay, fair enough. I think that's um, I think that's fair. I think like overall. There's more good games than bad in that list. Um, yeah, and a, like a, you know, a foreign copy of a game that doesn't require language to understand, like that's not a problem. That's fine. Yeah, and the sex shop thing, you know, yeah, like that doesn't I mean, that doesn't change my impression of the shop. We don't know the story there. We don't know which business was there first. Yeah, like, exactly. Like you know, it's maybe it's all very innocent. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's, yeah. If you give us the address, we'll look into it. And <laughs> if the sex shop was there first. Then we've got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and mysteriously, in the next games court, the sex shop has been moved in, in its entirety to Matthew Castle Island. Um, well, why are you trying to? What are you saying? That's, that's not my style. This is a very chaste island. Some would say too chaste. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Chaste, and then also um, Randy Newman is um, incarcerated in the forest somewhere, and and is not allowed to return to Europe. Um, so, no yes. one's ever in the mood for anything hot, hot and steamy here because they're all uh, extremely put off by the endless sound of chattering hen's teeth. <laughs> it's, it's really a very hellish soundscape. <laughs> it's hard to feel too horny when uh, you can't. There is no time as well. Like yeah. with, with no hours or minutes, how you know how is one to get a bit a bit randy? Do you know what I mean? It's not going to happen. Yeah, and you've got um, Eugene Naka tutting at you the whole time. <laughs> okay, right. We've only got two more here. They're quite short. Exhibit R, dear honourable judges, uh, just just games and prices, Matthew, your favourite. Oh, um, great! Simpsons Hit and Run, PS2, twelve pound fifty. Time Splitters Two, PS2, nine pounds. Oof, controversial mm. around here. Uh, uses it to win a draft, then slags it off the rest of the time. <laughs> Fucking Matthew Castle. <laughs> WWE, here comes the pain. PS2, thirteen pounds. For my sins, that the one I've played the most. I know nothing about WWE, so whatever. Um, Banjo Tooie, N64. Fifty-eight pounds before I had an Xbox for Rare Replay. Rogue Squadron N64 ten pounds. I regret nothing. Thomas MB. Um, I think there's more good games than bad there, Matthew. But I suppose Banjo Two is a big one. Like I um, my memory of this is it, it's like more sprawling than the first one, but not as good. That's my memory of Banjo Two. Am I right? Oh, and that's there? that. That's that's just the arc of of Rare's like platformers. Right. You know, they're getting bigger and worse with each entry. <laughs> Because well, you end up after this, you then get just the, the the fucking wild sprawl of um, Donkey Kong sixty four, which is like kind of rank, so desired at the time. But even back then, we were like, nah, "This is bad." <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not wild about the the Banjo Kazooie kind of like line of platformers. And I don't think they are platformers. I think they're like weird ability puzzlers. I, they just don't really do it for me. I know that they are loved, but uh, like it's well known that Castle Island isn't big into the rare platformers. That's that's too much. Sounds about right price-wise to me. Like yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe, yeah, but I don't think, you know, that may be what it goes for, but that isn't right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we've got Simpsons Hit and Run, like a... One of the yeah. more legitimate GTA riffs. Yeah. Um, Time Splits 2, which everyone apart from you says is good. 
Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is very much like the contrarian entry. This, <laughs> one. this is me being like, er, time splitters, er, rare platformers on N64. Two very unpopular opinions. Yeah. Um, Rogue Squadron, but... Rogue Squadron, a classic. I played through it myself uh, last year again. Really, really good still. Yeah. Fucking hard last uh, level. <laughs> I think there'll be like an international incident if if Matthew Gosselin really comes out against Time Splits Two and Rare <laughs> Platformers. Right. Um, so purely out of cowardice, because I've got a pretty sweet deal here, and I don't want people taking away my fucked up hens. So um, <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let, let's let, we'll let it go um, on the grounds of diplomacy. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up hens. Okay, good. Um, I think that actually this means that I can't lose, but it can be a draw. Oh, boo. Uh, I mean, I would say like one dead client is a is a big loss. Yeah, and I've... we've literally stuffed a swimming pool with so many bodies, we can't drown more people in it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, for, you know, I'm the only lawyer on this island, so I'm going to take a picture of that pool and put it on my website. Oh, wait, we don't have the internet here. I'm going to put it on my, fly- <laughs> on my flyers and stick them around the island and be like, you know, you could end up like this. And then, uh, but it, there'll, there'll be another one of like some people leaving in a little boat, and uh, that be, or you could be like this. It's like you know, you roll the dice when you hire big, big Sammy. Well, they flee the island if they're found not guilty. Yeah, what does happen to the not guilty people here? I never really thought about it. I don't know. We'll have to. I'll have to ponder that for the next episode. Yeah, that's it. They never leave. They just become like yeah. They just wander aimlessly. Um, that's cute. People going. Wait, there's gonna be another episode of this. Oh, <laughs> it's like um, the sort of Jeff Vandermeer annihilation thing. They become the chickens with the teeth. That's what happens to the old um, innocent listeners. They just like they're chickens now, but with teeth. Hens Very with teeth. bad energy. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Exhibit S. Um, this is this goes back a bit. So this was um, this refers to the GTA clones on trial episode we did with Jeremy Matthew, which was a, that was a okay. Good, that was a good pod, wasn't it? Um, mm. Driver three five pounds bought after that GTA clones episode and because I played and finished the first driver this year so I thought I'd go through the series they should do a, re- a remake called Drewanver ugh groan mm. that's a groan from me dog I also <laughs> did bought... you watch the opening cutscene and think it was Michael Mann-esque <laughs> <laughs> hmm? well did you <laughs> oh dear I also bought no shade on Jeremy that was a strong take <laughs> yeah it was good that was certainly good podcasting for us so who, are we, who are we to complain um, I also bought Time Splitters for £5 on PS2 oh. despite owning a broken copy I wonder if that's the original Time Splitters it Time was... Splitters 1 that's weird I suppose it Ooh. you know fair enough uh, less effort than getting it clean off, cleaned or fixed um, others MGS Special Missions £18 Twilight Princess £8 I'm assuming that's on the Wii because um, the other version is really expensive. Project Gotham Racing 2, £1. The Getaway, £3. Guitar Hero 1, 2, 3. Rock the 80s and Guitar... Uh, sorry. that's Oh, and, and a Guitar for PS2. Plus a second copy of Guitar Hero 2 uh, when the first one didn't work for £35 total. That's quite a lot of stuff there. Um, but playing Guitar Hero on PS2 feels wrong to me. I really think that that's a HD era thing. Um, so really? Qu- yeah, do you do? You, I suppose like it did take off on PS2, didn't it? Yeah, but, um, like uh, my my big Guitar Hero memory is is um, yeah the second one on PS2. Well, um, I feel like everyone just needed like the USB version of those instruments so they could play them on like the new consoles. Do you know what I mean? That's, oh, maybe yeah, maybe that's true. But yeah. I have happy memories of playing um, Cheap Tricks Surrender um, endlessly on a loop um, that Christmas. Oh, very nice. Times. 
Well, I've, I have unhappy memories of going to lots of NAF house parties where Guitar Hero was the main event. So, uh... oh, I'll never do that to someone. <laughs> that, was yeah. a, that was a tough era. That's um... a palpable offence. <laughs> so, yeah, you've got Driver 3 and Time Split is the original, Twilight Princess, MGS Special Missions, which is interesting. That's basically like lots and lots of VR scenarios. They're basically levels, Metal Gear levels without any art, essentially. Um, Project Gotham Racing 2, The Getaway, and then four Guitar Hero games and a guitar. That's all right. That seems like a reasonable mm. pile of stuff. I think when the VR missions just included in the PC version. Uh oh, that would make sense, I guess. Um, I've definitely played them on PC. There's fucking something. There's loads like. of them. That's the thing. There's absolutely. If you, you'd remember it, because there were fucking tons of those missions. Um, yeah. Yeah. They were like they were pretty good though. Like they would encourage you to do very specific challenges. You could use the weapons more because mm. Metal Gear Solid was not that long. So you didn't actually get to do much stealth and much action. It was just kind of over. So yeah, this is just kind of pure level design, basically. Um, mm. Yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah, I like. I think that's an interesting pick. Um, I do have, you know, a fondness for early Guitar Heroes. Like, I, I don't think I played one beyond three, apart from the DS one. Um, oh which, yeah. <laughs> uh, I managed to convince myself it was great, even though it basically gave you like worse arthritis than Kid Icarus Uprising, <laughs> and it was like, do you want to hear all these pop songs? You know, crushed down with a bit of DS cart. You do not. Oh, amazing! Fucking Gwen Stefani's spider webs screeching out of a DS. Bad, <laughs> bad times. Uh, what what are the other ones? A Toilet Princess? Well, I can't really knock that. Eight quid. Yeah. I know it feels like that's just everywhere, right, in pre-owned. Like, yeah. It's just one of those games that sold so many copies. Like, you know, you're never going to struggle to get it. I guess so. I just something very cursed about the idea of, like, I'm going to play Twilight Princess, the non-HD version, like, now. Like, fucking, like, you know, jagged lines all over your HDTV when you plug it in as Link goes oh, over yeah, that I fucking for- oh, sorry, infinite bridge. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I forgot this is pre-owned that you're buying it now. I thought, in my mind, I was like, oh yeah, buying that at the time, that was good. Yeah, and you'd wait, you'd, you'd get, well, would you get the HD Wii U one? Probably not, that's equally cursed for other reasons. I'm so Let's... fascinated by the idea of the Guitar Hero DS game now. I'm just looking it up and I'm like, what the fuck? That's like, what a weird relic that is. Yeah, 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 weird thing to play. Um, Pretty nav set this as well, to be honest. yeah. But I don't know. I didn't really have many music opinions. I think I reviewed that friend gamer and liked it enough. Yeah, why not? Less. This is fine. I'm going to say not guilty. It's not the big dramatic conclusion you want to an episode of Games Court. Someone just sort of sighing and saying it's fine. <laughs> but uh, that is how I feel. <laughs> I am defeated. It's Monday night and I need a dinner. That's like the energy <laughs> pulsating through this I've got some now. fish, chips and peas waiting for me. Oh, that's nice. Where'd you get that from? They're cooking it. Oh, fair enough. I thought... <laughs> I thought you were going to the um, the uh, oyster shell. That's, um, that's no, I never get takeaway fish and chips. Really? That's what. Like... Yeah, I'm not a big fish and chips guy. Like it's so far down my list of, of what I would have takeaway. Okay, fair enough. Well, there you go. Because uh, it's, it's just like, oh, do you just want endless chips and endless? Fish? It's just like two things over and over <laughs> again, isn't it? It's a bit like, oh, give it a break. <laughs> that's the worst take on this episode, and that's saying something. <laughs> We've had some fucking shit from our listeners here, and that is like still the worst. Um, 
It's where you tell a long story about, yeah, I bought a box of fish and chips once and I took it home, opened it, it was full of pubes. Just like, yeah, just, no. Uh, I, I wish, because at least that would like vary it up a bit. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just like, oh, more chips, is it? That's, yeah, a ba- good. that's a bad day. I think it's going to go down badly on this podcast. But it's a lively way to end a game's court that sort of like <laughs> petered out. It's sort of like in the middle there, had a lot of energy. And then towards the end, I think um, the two hosts were quite tired. The Monday night energy kicked in and um, mm. the games are quite inoffensive. So we're just like, oh, yeah, three Professor Layton games. That's pretty good. Yeah, not guilty. And uh, yeah, it's been a while since you killed anyone. I think you need. I think you need to smell blood in order for this to be like a, you know, oh, a, a five star podcast, um, Matthew. But you know, I'll settle for a three star podcast. So that's all good. Um, okay, this this episode this episode is over. Thank you so much for listening. Games Court is complete. Um, I have won yet again. Um, so I am. I am. I get to live. I guess. And uh, I get to fight in court another day. Um, the Hagrids have burst into applause. That's great. <laughs> the aliens are missing. Don't, not sure what happened there. That's kind of upsetting. Um, the uh, the computer from Perfect Dark has closed and gone to sleep. <laughs> I'll be taking that home with me, I suppose. Um, yes, good. The it's it's all done, Matthew. Where can people find you on social media? At Mr Basil underscore Pesto. If you would like to submit future games court entries, it's at backpagegames at gmail or you can put them in our Discord, and when I copy and paste them into this document, the formatting will be completely fucked, um, so that's good. Uh, email slightly preferred, I guess, but easier to keep on top of. I'm Samuel W. Roberts on Twitter. If you'd like to support the podcast, it's patreon.com slash backpagepod, and we'll be back next week with the best games of 2014. Goodbye. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>